This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Jessica Rosenthal. This week we spoke with Texas Republican Congressman Tony Gonzalez about the border. His district covers more than 40% of the Texas-Mexico border, and he's worried about the lifting of Title 42 in May a COVID-related health order that kept many migrants out, especially as Fox reported that last year, 23 migrant names were flagged on the terrorist screening database. Gonzalez notes the increasing number of Democrats who are opposed to lifting this order right now as a record number of migrants head to the border. He talked about what discussions around broader immigration reform could look like and more about the root causes of migration as the vice president has been tasked with tackling that. We often have to cut interviews down for time during the week, but we thought you might like to hear this full interview. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the Weekday Rundown podcast if you haven't already. Now, here's Congressman Tony Gonzalez on the Fox News Rundown Extra. So I want to run these fact or these, I guess, factoids or stats by you, and then I'll ask you my first question. I'm sure you already know by now our, our own Bill Malusian, who's been on the border on and off for months now. He found out through a public records request act that 23 people who were arrested at the border were flagged on the terrorist screening database. That um, that request was filed in December, so I assume those numbers were from last year. Um, in March alone, agents encountered 212,000 people. I guess that's higher than any month last year when we saw either close to record-breaking or record-breaking numbers. And without Title 42, the president's own Homeland Security Department says they anticipate as many as 18,000 arrests per day once Title 42 is lifted. So given that background, I want to ask you, what is, as a, as a congressman representing the border in Texas, what is the worst case scenario here as of, what is it, May 23rd, when Title 42 is scheduled to be lifted? What, what is the worst case scenario of what happens in your mind? You know, there's a lot of terrible things that are happening. Uh, the drugs, fentanyl that's coming over, record numbers, killing record amount of people, uh, the number of migrants that are dying, horrible deaths at the border is, is absolutely disturbing. The children, the unaccompanied children, where are they going? Are they being trafficked? I mean, the, the list goes on and on. But to me, the most terrifying aspect of, of the border crisis is the terrorist threat. Uh, we saw it in 9-11. I've seen it when I was stationed in Iraq, Iraq and Afghanistan. When a terrorist action hits, it does not, you know, a terrorist doesn't doesn't go, hey, how do I target Republicans? How do I target Democrats? They don't care who you voted for. What they're trying to do is kill Americans. And this is the aspect. 23 uh, known terrorists that have uh, come, come over our border last year alone, it, it should terrify, terrify all of us, and it should unite lawmakers regardless of where you fall on the spectrum, we should all be wanting to make America safe from terrorism. Congressman, the White House has said that they are lifting Title 42 um, in late May, and that that date was chosen in part because it gives Homeland Security time to prepare. 
given what we know is happening at the border, even with Title 42 in place, how should they be preparing for this lift? You know, only a fool would lift Title 42 during the peak of this crisis. And, and sadly, what I'm seeing is I'm seeing politics being played. And it's not between Republicans and Democrats. It's between the Democratic Party. It's between their progressive wing versus their moderate wing. And you're seeing more and more, uh, more and more Democrats push back against lifting to Title 42. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you saw a bill in the Senate, uh, that, that pushed to extend Title 42 in the House. I've co-led a bill with, uh, Representative, uh, Golden from Maine. Uh, and you're going to see more Democrats start to, start to break with this progressive White House wing. The issue is this. It should not be about politics. For all the things that we mentioned earlier, fentanyl kills everybody. Terrorism kills everybody. You know, the, the number of, the sheer number of migrants coming over impacts every single city in, in America. Uh, what you're seeing is politics get played out. We have to put a stop to it. And uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see come May 23rd, will the White House side with their moderate wing and extend Title 42 under the pressure that the Republicans have given? Or will their side with their progressive wing and do away with Title 42 at the height of this crisis? OK, but as much as Republicans and even some Democrats are questioning this, this the lifting of this health order relating to covid, this isn't a long term solution anyway. Right. I mean, this is this was part of a health order. It was going to be lifted. It's going to be lifted at some point anyway. It can't remain indefinitely. So let's say May 23rd is the date and it does get lifted. How should DHS be preparing now for that? Let's say it's June. Let's say it's July. Um, at some point, this Title 42 will likely be lifted. So what's what should what should our what should our uh, folks on the ground be preparing for, and how should they be preparing? Yeah, you're right. You know, Title 42 is a temporary uh, a temporary policy, and whether whether it's going to be lifted at some point. You know, uh, last year, early last year, over a year ago, at the very beginning of this crisis, uh, I introduced a piece of legislation that I think would help in this case. And a piece of legislation is called the Bipartisan Border Solutions Act. It was. Uh, Myself and Henry Cuellar on the Democratic side in the House and Senator Cornyn and Senator Sinema on the Senate side. Bipartisan, bicameral piece of legislation. What does this piece of legislation do that could help alleviate with that? The number one thing is this, is it gets Border Patrol agents out of the processing centers and back out into the field. So that way they can stop terrorists. That way they can catch drugs. That way they can catch these nefarious actors, these, you know, uh, uh, these, these different people that are coming over that you do not want in your community. You know, if you're a, 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 a convicted sex offender, nobody should want them in their community. So that's one of the things it does. Another thing that, that it does is it tracks these children. Uh, I mean, it, the, the bill does a lot of different things. I think it's a start. I think the administration should start to look at that. Uh, one other part of the bill is it adds ICE agents to the equation. You have to have more manpower, bottom line. You have to have more manpower. That way you can... You can be uh, out in the field protecting America from bad people. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The fact that we're having this conversation as, as new numbers sort of reveal an overwhelming situation, 
it still feels like Groundhog Day, right? We've been talking about immigration-related matters for over a decade, I think close to two decades now. Um, when, when will immigration reform, when will border security, when will there actually be, you called your legislation bipartisan, but when will there actually be sort of the, the bipartisan will to do something? What, what will it take and, and what sort of compromise would you as a Republican be willing to make to, to get something done? I think you're seeing it unfold now. I mean, the fact that everybody knows what Title 42 is, I mean, Title 42 is a very distinct policy aspect of it. But because but because we're in this crisis and everybody knows what is happening in large part due to Republicans going to the border. I'm going to host Kevin McCarthy and a a wide variety of different members next week again at the border uh, is the reason why they know that. What is it? What is it going to take? Honestly, it's going to take people with guts that have the willpower to go securing our border is a priority. And also one of the things that I try to do is, is there is a difference between legal immigration and border security. These are two different things. You can, you can be for a, a secure border in all aspects and you can absolutely be for legal immigration. Those that want to come over and live and work and, and, and do those things uh, through the front door. What you're seeing is this administration won't listen to anyone. They won't listen to Democrats and won't listen to Republicans. You, you ask, what is, what is it going to take? I think what it's going to take is for them to lose. It's going to take uh, new leadership, new, uh, new majority in the House and ideally the Senate to push that administration to, uh, to change its current course. Because what they're doing now is not working. And you see it. You see it on the ground. You see it in the numbers. You also see it in the polls. But again, if you were to lead a discussion among Republicans and Democrats, what would you as a Republican say to a Democrat? Look, I'll give on this or let's talk about uh, after we've after we've secured the border. I'll work with you on this because I see that's your priority. Like, is there when I talk about the will, I also mean Republican will, too. Like, sure. is there anything that you could because you just mentioned your you know legal migration. So mm-hmm. what on what on that front? What in that vein would you say you'd you'd be willing to either compromise on or talk about, or is compromise not really in the cards here on this discussion? Well, this is what I tell my colleagues, whether they're Democrat, Republican, doesn't matter. I tell them uh, immigration reform starts with border security, starts there. We have to have a discussion there, add more, add more uh, field agents, add more technology, add more infrastructure, all those types of things. Let's say we were able to get past that, and all those things are agreed upon. Then I think the next step is talking about work visas. Work visas make sense to me. I think it makes sense to a lot of people, you know, folks that want to come over and, and work and, and do those different things. Let's find a way to increase the number of work visas. Uh, another thing that, that's been talked about quite a bit is, uh, is DACA. You know, let's talk about some of those. It's when you start talking about, um, when you start talking about amnesty, every Republican checks out and rightfully mm. so. That, that should completely be off the table. Uh, you know, another, if, if the conversation were to move along, I think you could get to a point where you can go, you know, how is there, how is there a way to bring all these people that are here illegally out of the shadows into the light, but maybe do it in a matter where they're not citizens, maybe do it in a matter where they can't vote. Because remember, this is about political power for both parties. Mm-hmm. And, and when you start talking about voting, then all of a sudden you talk about, you know, who's going to have the power to wield you know, these different political uh, priorities for each party. I think you got to remove that. Let's remove the voting from it. Let's remove the citizenship from the conversation. 
Let's talk about border security and let's talk about work visas and then and then kind of go from there. Speaking of work visas, I know we, we, we do have so many employers looking for workers. Um, there are more open jobs available than it seems willing employees. Yeah. Is that related at all to what's happening at the border with Title 42, with the pandemic, with turning people away? I know that if you apply for asylum and you're released into the country, you're not supposed to be able to work, right? You, you don't, right. unless your case has been adjudicated, you don't get to work in the United States. But I'm reading some things that are intimating that maybe some of our uh, lack of employees in this country are, are do, maybe due in part, even if it's a small part, to people not coming across or not being allowed across or because of Title 42. Does that ring true for you at all? Or are those things connected at all? I, I think it gets muddied, gets muddied real fast. Uh, yeah. What I can say is 90% of folks that seek asylum do not qualify for asylum. Uh, so what does that mean? That means they're coming over here for other reasons, right? Economic reasons is the number one issue. And, and I understand that, and I get that, and I could I could totally relate with somebody trying to leave their environment to come at, for a better life for themselves and their family. But what is happening is they're doing it illegally, and cartels are exploiting them, one. Two, let's say you make it through there. Then what, what does your life look like from there? You're in the shadows. That's the part that this administration doesn't understand. You're encouraging more people to live a life of, of, uh, of being in the dark. This is where I think it's important where you increase work visas, get them to come through the front door. Hey, you're not going to qualify for asylum, so don't come over here seeking asylum. But if there's a work visa, as an opportunity for you to work in a field, come over. You don't vote. You're not a citizen. You're just coming over here under a work visa. That's an area that I think could, could be a, a good starting point to having a deeper conversation on immigration reform. Just a couple more for you. I know some Republicans have expressed some frustration with the vice president um, for not visiting the border, for um, her role as addressing the root causes of migration. But, you know, I'm born and raised Los Angeles resident. I've m met and known and talked to many illegal migrants over the course of my life. And they do have some pretty harrowing stories, even if they're just economic ones, about trying to live, trying to survive, trying to eat and trying to have a paycheck. Um that might not qualify you for asylum, but if we're just going to have a broad discussion about addressing root causes, what, if anything, do you as a Republican border congressman think should be done to address root causes of migration in the Northern Triangle or in you know certain areas of Mexico? There are, there are absolutely root causes that uh, stem part of this crisis, and it should be discussed and it should be shaken out. And, you know, the part that is frustrated me or disappointed me with this administration is they didn't they didn't even really dive into that you know she went to guatemala uh, vice president harris went to guatemala once i had dinner with uh, the president of guatemala late last year and he goes tony i haven't seen or heard from her administration since when they visited in june that's not mm. getting to the root of the problem so if you're truly going to do that i mean there's so many aspects to this problem set and I, I think you need to tackle them all. I think you need to look at it. One of the things that I've been doing is I've been reaching out to ambassadors and leadership from Central and South America. And, you know, here I am a first term congressman and they're, they're salivating to have someone get in front of them, whether it be from Congress or whether it be from the White House or anyone, because no one is paying attention to this problem set. That's the problem. I think it starts by showing up. Number one, it starts by showing up. 
What I'll say from Congress is Congress needs to lead again. So for too long, we've punted to the executive branch and blamed the executive branch for everything that's wrong. Congress needs to lead, lead, uh, lead more on immigration and, and border security and, and stop relying on whoever's in the White House to do all the heavy lifting. Finally, your state has taken some, I guess, new tactics um, and taken some heat for those tactics uh, with Governor Abbott's decision to have some additional truck inspections that uh, caused briefly some disruptions in the movement of um, and goods across the border. Uh, I think he sent some migrants into D.C. on a bus. What do you make of these kinds of, of moves, these actions that, that Governor Abbott's engaging in here? So I represent uh, 42% of the southern border. Uh, border security is the number one topic in my district, and it's not even close. Everyone is frustrated with what is happening, and they've been frustrated with over a year now. I think what you're seeing is Governor Abbott do everything he possibly can to bring light to, to the situation. Uh, look, is busing people to D.C. going to solve the problem? No, no, it's not. Uh, but what it will do is it, it makes headlines. And it gets people talking about it. Uh, I, I go back to it. What will solve the problem? I think what will solve the problem is, one, not doing away with Title 42. Extend that out a little bit. What will solve the problem? Adding more Border Patrol agents to the equation. And then ultimately getting them out of the processing centers and back out in the field. These are some tangible things that can happen. But I, I look to Congress yet again. I look to Congress, not a governor from any state, to have a solution to federal problems. Congressman Gonzalez of Texas, thank you so much for your time. Great. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.